What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Thanks for being with us again this week. You've shown up on a very good week to talk uh, all things Kelly. Uh, Before we get into this week's topic about Kelly's touring, uh, Pam, I, I didn't even prep you for me talking about this, but we've got a bit of a milestone to celebrate here on the podcast. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you you probably already know, and we've mentioned this occasionally, that we record these about a week, week and a half ahead of time from when you're actually hearing them for the first time. And so we're recording this on the day after Kelly's 39th birthday. And it just so happened to be a big day for the podcast because on two fronts, we hit some big milestones, Pam. Yes. Um, well, the big one is we hit 10,000 downloads, which is so insane. Yeah, that's really so exciting. Cool. Thank you, first of all, to to all of you who have been listening yeah. uh, religiously over the last, man, has it been like eight or nine months now that we've yeah. been doing this? It feels like, we, I don't know. We launched the trailer in August, I think. And the first yeah. episode was September 4th. Yeah. So in addition to just being completely humbled and blown away by the amount of you that are listening to the podcast, we are so thankful, uh, no pun intended, for for everybody who has uh, contributed or listened or commented or given feedback in any way, shape or form about the podcast. We are we are so appreciative of each and every one of you. The other and I, I know I said for you to give both of them, but I, I just have to laugh about this other one. So. Uh, Pam actually is the one who caught this on Kelly's birthday, which was April 24th. We hit 424 Twitter followers. Is that right? That's correct. Which I was like, that's a really weird timing. It's just, I mean, the timing could not have been more perfect to, to hit the, the date of her birth at our Twitter followers on her birthday. The same day we hit 10,000 downloads. I think we have another thing to also mention, and this I'm going to let you share about. It revolves around a certain app that you've been eyeing. We finally showed up somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, for a second there, I was like, I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> so in the podcast world, you have to have longevity and a little bit of clout in order to show up in the Apple store, like the iTunes store. And for the longest time, when you searched in like in the podcast store for Kelly Clarkson, our podcast never came up, which is ridiculous because we I mean, it is the only thing we talk about. And we were sort of scratching our heads and we were doing all this research as to why like our podcast wasn't coming up. Well, it's finally starting to show up in search results when you search Kelly Clarkson podcasts. And I know that Apple's going to be even just Kelly Clarkson. If you just search her name. Exactly. And so and we know that she's going to be doing uh, or she uh, Apple is going to be redoing their podcast app. So hopefully maybe that will help. Yeah, maybe that'll help our ranking in there. But that's why we tell you at the end of this podcast, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts to rate and subscribe and to review the podcast, because the more of you that we get rating and reviewing and subscribing that works with their algorithm to bump up the podcast. And that's why, you know, uh, people like Willie Geist who had one interview with her shows up in like the top three results of all Kelly Clarkson. When you search for, well, it's because, you know, it's 
Willie Geist in the Today Show. And so they've got a little bit more clout than we do. But we want more and more people who are searching for Kelly related content to find the podcast. So we'll we'll do our early plea for people to rate, uh, subscribe and to uh, rate subscribe and comment about uh, missing the podcast on Apple podcast, because it only just helps us out. Uh, we're not in this to make money or anything. As you know, we, we have no ads on the podcast. We're in this for the content and for the conversation with you guys. So we want as many Kelly fans as possible and maybe even new fans to find the podcast and join us along on this ride, because the more people we have listening, the bigger pool we have of people to pull from for my Kelly experience stories and uh, the more people that we can sort of, and this is going to sound cheesy to say it this way, but spread the gospel, so to speak of Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. And it's cool. We've gotten like a lot of emails in the last couple of weeks, like specifically about people who found us. I don't really know how I like to think it's search results or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and with some really cool stories that I'm like, can we get away with doing like three My Kelly Experience episodes in a row? I'm not sure, <laughs> but I'm tempted because we have a lot of cool stuff that yes. I definitely want to talk about soon. So, yes, thanks to everyone who's been listening and subscribing and tweeting and all the fun stuff because we see it, we hear it, we read it, everything. It, it really means a lot. Yeah. So and thank you very much for yeah. all of that. Uh, yeah. All right. So that business is taken care of. Oh, by the way, we should also uh, congratulate our uh, wine tumbler winner. Yes. I was like, what? So again, weird that we hit 10,000 followers or downloads rather. Oof, I'm getting ahead of myself. I know. 10,000 downloads <laughs> on Kelly's birthday. It was, I swear it was not planned. Obviously mm-hmm. we can't really control how that works. Um, but about a month ago, um, it was like end of March. I posted something on our Instagram and when it was a, we were, we just, Jeremy and I decided to give away an official Kelly Clarkson show Yeti wine tumbler. And we were around like, you know, 8,300, 8,400 downloads. And I'm like, all right, guys, once we hit 10,000, we're going to give this away. Well, it took a little bit longer than I thought. <laughs> I remember it was Pam, like a month long contest. Pam texted me. She's like, should we just do it at nine? Cause I feel like this is taking forever. And I'm like, <laughs> You know what? We've already committed to it. Let's just ride with yeah. it. And, and you guys kept entering and and downloading. So, you know, you were along for the ride, too. So, again, thank you. Yeah. And we want to congratulate our winner, Amy, um, f- from Texas, who won. I did one of those, like, random user generator name things. Mm-hmm. I, like, spent, like, 20 minutes putting in all the name, all the entries manually. So there was, like, <laughs> almost 300 comments or shares. Uh-huh. So, that was... Uh, that took a while, but it's okay. It's worth it. So enjoy, Amy. Um, well, thank and, yeah, you, Pam. You are the you are the real MVP. <laughs> I try, but yeah, follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter because I miss into podcasts. We're going to be doing some more stuff. I know we have at least one other item that Jeremy has in his p- possession currently mm-hmm. that we're going to eventually do some sort of giveaway. I don't know something what. from the archives. We'll just say that. Yeah, I don't know what the celebration will be in regards of when we're going to give it away, but that's the fun part. So you'll be surprised. So stay tuned. Um, Yeah. In the meantime, uh, this episode is all about Kelly Clarkson on tour. Uh, We've uh, spoken various times throughout the run of the podcast about tours and covers and live performances, etc. But today we want to talk about sort of 
touring as a whole for Kelly and, and everything that she does on tour. And we're going to be sort of giving our favorites when it comes to things like set lists and overall tours. Uh, and we're even going to have a special guest today. Join us on the podcast. Our uh, Missing the Podcast fashion correspondent, Rob, is going to join us to talk about the best and worst. Yeah, I don't know if I say worst. Best and <laughs> Not as best, <laughs> not, not as best, uh, fashions from, uh, tour. So we're excited to have Rob, uh, come on and talk about that with us. And that'll be a little bit later in the show. But in the meantime, Pam and I uh, were talking a little bit off air before we started recording today. And when we sort of come up with these ideas for what we want to talk about on the show, we, do that in sort of a, I would call it haphazard way where we're just like, <laughs> do you want to talk about touring? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about touring. Great. And then we don't say anything for a couple of days. And then we got on today and you were like, was it just me or was this a lot of work? <laughs> it was a lot of work that I gave myself an hour and a half prep for. And I'm like, shit, I should have given myself more time to prepare. Um, Cause it was like, I don't know, like I've been to a lot of her tours, very fortunate. So I was mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, it'll be a piece of cake. Yeah. This was hard, guys. Yes, this was really especially difficult. When it, especially when it came to ranking things uh, that you liked, because you want. I mean, because you. I mean, the set list one was the hardest one for me because I went back and I I looked at all the set lists from the shows, and I just think, how do you pick? A yeah. best set list. I mean, never mind the fact that they they change almost every night in in you know some little small way or shape, but. As a whole, it's just really, really hard because everything from the breakaway tour up to meaning of life, every one of those set lists are are a great set list. If you go to see a Kelly show, I would take any of those set lists any night of the week. So it was really, really hard to narrow that kind of stuff down. But we want to get into all the little nitty gritty about everything. And I was uh, showing this to Pam. And uh, it's weird that I'm saying that I'm showing this to you guys because I, I can't really show on a podcast. But I did my homework and I got out every single tour program that I've uh, that I've ever had. And it was fun, first of all, to go back and look through these because some of them I haven't opened in years. But uh, it was fun to go through there and and reread and actually go through like the credits and stuff of some of these. Cause I forget that, you know, it takes a small army of people to put on a tour and uh, it, it was fun to go back and kind of reminisce. And then of course it brought back good memories of going to a lot of these shows and the people in which I saw the shows with. So uh, this was a fun one to go down in memory lane, but it was also a really, really tough task to come up with bests of best of all these tours. I agree. Yeah. And the thing about some of the set lists is like, Throughout her career, obviously, like, as she came out with more things, like, sometimes she had to, depending on the tour, it had to be veered a little bit more towards, like, a greatest hits show versus mm -hmm. sometimes she can do, has a little, little bit more freedom to do more of album tracks. And then we saw the, um, the start of doing covers every, like, different, a different cover every night, which was not always the case. So, that's that was also tricky because you kind of have there's a lot of different kind of factors that were not consistent throughout every single tour. Yes. Well, let's just start with the easiest sort of hanging fruit when it comes to touring, and that is the set list. Uh, these are the songs that we will hear most every night on tour. Uh, as Kelly has progressed through her career, she has started to change up the set lists more and more often. Of course, now we get the nightly fan requests, so we know that no two shows are the same. Uh, unlike back in the day during the early tours, 
sort of every show was exactly the same. Uh, Pam, let's start with uh, some of the tours that you thought had some of the best set lists. Um, I think my my I think my favorite set list, unfortunately, was a tour I did not go to. I thought the Addicted Tour um, had the best set yeah. list, in my opinion. Um, you know, it was very similar to, say, the Breakaway and Hazel Eyes tours in the sense that she did most of the Breakaway album, which, no secret, is my favorite album of hers. Mm-hmm. But And she did a couple of Thankful tracks, which was great. And, you know, obviously, it was still early in her career where she couldn't really do a Greatest Hits. It was just let's do most of my catalog and that's that mm-hmm. what i loved about it as well is that um it has two of my favorite covers which was uh, home by mark Bursard and shelter by ray lamontaine mm-hmm. as well as the debuts of maybe and yeah when yeah was still good sorry <laughs> and go and i thought yeah. just it's the trifecta and i just thought it was a brilliant brilliant um brilliant set list and my other i think my my other favorite set list that is not breakaway era is going to be the all i ever wanted tour even though i i did go and it was my least favorite kelly show but that was not had nothing to do with kelly that was just mm-hmm. i was sold a very terrible seat and it just ruined my night anyway <laughs> we won't get into that um but i loved it because it was one of the last tours that she did where she still was very heavy on singing album tracks because the, obviously the further she gets in her career, it's going to turn more into a greatest hits show because she has more to deal with and less, you know, in the same, the same amount of time. So I love that she did a ton of all I ever wanted tracks in addition to the hits for some of the casual fans that were there. And this had my favorite covers by a landslide. Really? Lands- yes. Do I go into all the, just naming the covers? Yeah. Feel, so free people- to, feel free okay. to send some of those out. So I've forgotten she actually did a little mashup, and I don't remember if this was at every show or not, but of If I Can't Have You and Sweet Dreams. I don't remember mm-hmm. if it was at every show, but she did it for a bunch of them. Um, yeah. And she did a, a quite a number of covers that I think were some of her strongest ever. She did this, um, Seven Nation Army by White Stripes, always a classic. It's so much fun. She had like the cool like light-up microphone stand, and it was like yep. a dis- um, distorted vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, she did the mashup of That I Would Be Good by Alanis Marset with Use Somebody by Kings of Leon, which we, as as we know, has made its way onto one of the smokestack sessions, as well as Walking, Ap- Wa- Walking After Midnight by Pats- um, Patsy Cline. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Lies by the Black Keys. It was my in- introduction to that band, and they're one of my favorite bands now. Um, and then when she went overseas she, in the UK, she added in a song that I never heard of, but I fell in love with called The Promise by When in Rome. Yes. Um, and then when she went to Australia, she did Tonight I Want to Cry by Keith Urban and a mashup of If I Can't Have You and Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. Yes. That's a lot of great covers. I'm sorry. Like, those are freaking fantastic. So, the I mean, fact that that plus a bunch of the All, All I Ever Wanted album tracks combined, mm-hmm. it was just like heaven for the diehard fan. Yeah. Outside of, you know, doing a different cover every single night. I mean, she was doing most of these covers every night. And this is, that tour does have about the most solid covers of songs that she, I mean and they're they're very much loved by the fan base. I mean, I can't count how many times 
we got bootlegs of, you know, the uh, Atlantis and Kings of Leon. And then we got the Black Keys and uh, the uh, the early like the first leg of the All I Ever Wanted tour had her and Eric Hutchinson doing Rock With You uh, together, which was another solid cover. Um, and, I and forgot the about seven- that. Yeah, and then and Seven Nation Army was good. I remember because that was the tour that I saw the final show. And so we actually got wow. sort of cheated out of some of the songs because I know they took uh, they took Sober out of the encore and then they took Ready out of the set list so that they I didn't could have Sober in. at my show. Oh, didn't you? Yeah, well, Sober yeah. was taken out of a lot of shows. Yeah, I didn't have it. It was, it was only in a few shows, but uh, I know that Sober was supposed because it was supposed to be a, th- a, th- a three song encore. And then because I was at the New Orleans show, and so she threw I Never Loved a Man uh, into the set list that night, which again, another stellar cover, which I believe is on one of the smokestacks. Is that right? Yeah. I think so. And she yeah. also did it every night on the Honda Civic Tour in 2013. Right. And then that was also the night that she did the All I Want for Christmas, or I'll Be Home for Christmas, rather, uh, cover that night at the end of the full uh, encore. So um, so we still got the Seven Nation Army and My Life Would Suck encore, and then she came out for I'll Be Home for Christmas. So um, cool. there was – I mean, it was just – there was a lot of really, really great covers in that tour. And and all I, I would say probably All I Ever Wanted was probably my number two for yeah. that for that reason, just because of the covers and just, I think it's my number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every album up to then, you know, it's, it's that, or that, uh, that tour is very, I think now that I think about it. Yeah. I think it was only, that was the first tour that was like, it was never again, occasionally sober, but then we just forget about the entire my December record. That and then as you only, go on, she stops putting any songs from the album and yeah, so at that What's your point, number one? My number one, I think, is is meaning of life. I, I it sounds so cliche to use the most recent tour, but I I am a sucker, and I love all the album tracks. Don't get me wrong, but I am a sucker for a good greatest hits show. You know, this is uh, you know this. I want to hear the songs that I really really like, and there were for me there were no skips. In the Meaning of Life tour. I loved every song. I thought that there were a lot of really great covers night after night. Uh, she just she's really good at picking covers. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, I thought that the medley of the early parts of her career were good. Uh, and she also threw in a, a piece by piece song in there as well. I just thought it was a really solid set list. And I just remember coming away from each of those shows that I went to um, as being very happy and very pleased uh, with what I saw. And so I really wanted to find a reason to not pick the Meaning of Life tour, but it was just a really, really solid. And this is also considering that she put Run, Run, Run in the set list. I mean, yeah, I mean, not a good recorded song, but I actually liked it in concert. I, I thought it was good. So yeah, that one's that's an easy one for me, uh, as far as the shows that uh that you know have a, a just a e- easy to pick set list. It's just it's so so good. Um don't get me wrong, it's actually this was a really hard decision to make. Really hard to pick a good set list because I mean, obviously like the breakaway tour and the independent tour are gonna have 
a bit of handcuffing because they're of the lack of material. But even if you go back as far as the um, the state fair slash mini tour early on, that even had that had eight covers in it. It was actually the mini tour in 2003. I looked yeah. it up. It was exactly half thankful songs, half covers, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insane. So it, you know, this covers thing is, is nothing new to her. And I mean, even that, I mean, even then she picked really, really good covers and great songs from thankful. So it's, uh, it is really hard to pick a favorite set list and uh, anything else on set list, Pam, before we move on kind of to the next section. I mean, I have a ton of notes, but we definitely don't need to get into all of it. We're going to be here for about like an hour. But I just, I mean, I kind of already mentioned this, that like a lot of the, as she went on in her career, a lot of the tours, I'd say even starting around like the stronger era, started to be a little bit more um, greatest hits Uh veered because she had to, I, I get it. Because she has so many songs and she also has to cater to the general fan where she can throw in a couple here and there of like the throwback random songs or an album track. But I don't know. I I prefer the tours where it's a lot of the album tracks. But again, I understand why she doesn't do it. But so like I had the Media Life tour like this might be controversial. I had it like smack in the middle of all the tours. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fine. Because. It was mainly hits and a couple of Meaning of Life songs, just a couple, um, which I thought, you know, she could have done a lot more. Um, there really weren't any actual covers on the album aside from the new song each night. But there, this, was, this was the first tour which had zero consistent covers, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But what I did love was the addition of, um, you know, It's Quiet Uptown um, never enough. And I will say, I think this was like the media life show was like the longest of her shows. Like I remember it was just a very long concert, but in the best way. Well, I think it's also that, you know, she gave Kelsey and Bryn solid set. Lists. I mean, I mean, even her, it, her set. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. It I just mean, we're seems used very to, long. We're used to Kelly doing about 60 to 70 minutes and she did much longer for this tour. This was like a solid hour and a half. Not complaining. Not at all. It was just kind of something I observed. Um, I love the independent tour. I just want to give a shout out to this. Not that I went, but I love that she sang the bounce from from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how uncomfortable she was and like if she was forced to do it because like I can't see her being like I love this song. What a great memory. I don't know. I, I need to go back and look that up on on YouTube. If anybody's got a clip of that somewhere, it, it is on there. Yeah, because there was, because um, she also does Timeless on that tour as well. Yes, and Timeless was also on. For those who don't know, Timeless from from Justin Kelly was on Justin's album, but I right. don't remember if she was featured. I don't. That I don't know off the top of my head. I, I never feel bought like his she, album. I mean, same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look this up right now because I want to say that she's not Justin Guarini. Oops, nope, not Justin Bieber. Justin, that would be interesting. Um, oh, she, she was on there. Okay. I lied. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the bounce, I thought that was just really funny that she threw in it from Justin to Kelly live track. And it was like the <laughs> least, the one I would least suspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, for, I forgot about the, the number of Justin to Kelly songs that were in that show. Yeah. But at the same time, she also did stuff like that there. 
on that yes, tour. Yes, that's true. Which is great. Um, I also, I mean, I have so many notes that like I don't even know where to begin. Um, my December tour, I think a highlight for me was the cool Miss Independent mashup that Jason made. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we got? Uh, Peace by Peace tour had zero my December songs, which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. It was like I that was I think like one of the first times ever, maybe no, maybe not. No, I think there have been other times, but um, and just one other thing I want to add in is that the two worlds, two voices tour. We're coming from someone here who not really didn't grow up with any country music. As mm-hmm. I've mentioned before, I was expecting to be bored for half the show because I don't, I didn't, the only Reba songs I knew were the Reba theme song and <laughs> Does He Love You and Why Haven't I Heard From You. That's really all I knew because of you Kelly. You didn't even know Fancy? Oh, Fancy. Duh. Okay. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. okay. And maybe like whatever they did on Crossroads, but like those were like the core that I knew. Yeah. And then they threw in a bunch of random ones throughout the the uh, concert. But I found myself going back. I mean, they were bootleg audio um, that was going around YouTube and the Express and everything after that tour. And I would listen to it religiously. And I actually fell in love with a lot of those Reba songs. So I got to give them credit for doing that. Yeah. No, I, I very much enjoyed Two Worlds, yeah. Two Voices. Because, again, never had – been to a Reba concert was not a big Reba fan, but I mean, for that, for that show, for what it was, I mean, you got your money's worth out of that show. I mean, it was a, it was a long show. You got a nice mixture of both artists and you know, there were times when Kelly would do songs solo. There were times when Reba did songs solo, but for the most part, they were out there together. So it, there was definite fan service for everybody. And it was just a fun show. You could tell the two of them were having a great time. And, you know, we, we all know that, you know, after our, our my December breakdowns, that this tour probably came at a really good time when Kelly had kind of been beaten down by the industry and had been had gone through some stuff. And she brings along this friend, mentor, uh, and soon-to-be family member out on the road, and they just have a great time doing these shows. And it really was a, a, a great tour. And, you know, I would not be opposed to seeing it again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that would that, be really cool to do a 2020s version of it because Kelly had – I mean, it was – what 13 years ago <laughs> uh-huh. yikes um and they've both have come out with a lot of new music since then they've both been through a lot in their personal lives together and separate mm-hmm. so i think that'd be really interesting to see a new version of that i'm down all right so we've covered set lists uh we're going to talk to rob here in a little while to talk about uh the outfits and the fashions of the touring uh how about let's touch a little bit on the set design for Kelly's tours. Now, this one is is not as hard to do just because up until about halfway through her touring life, her tours were very kind of no frills. There wasn't a ton going on in the background. The set design wasn't much. It was more or less just a stage, maybe some monitors in the background, nothing too exciting. But when it comes to the overall production of the show, do you have one that really stands out for you? Yeah, I have two that 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 come to mind. Uh, the first one would be like the Breakaway. I think it was Breakaway Tour. If I'm wrong, correct me because I didn't go. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it was Breakaway or Hazel Eyes, but the one where it was very like 
kind of like bohemian chic where like the rugs and like yeah. the cool like vibe going on. Yeah, that's um, very breakaway. Yeah. I love that. I think it was really cool. And then I piece by piece, um, I thought they did the best with like the effects and the lighting and just mm-hmm. the cool like monitors. And I thought they did a really good job with that. What about you? The the one thing I had with piece by piece is I didn't really understand the point of the big moving glass wall. It was that, weird, but it, kind of, it was it was kind of cool, but it wasn't I mean, necessary. It made, it made for a nice uh, reveal for Kelly at the beginning of the show because if you if you went to the tour, you remember there was this weird large glass wall. The lights go down, and then the the wall separates, and then kind of turns and comes back together. And then they kick into dance with me and like right about the point when the wall comes together, we get to the part where the lyrics kick in and the wall opens right back up and Kelly's standing there. I mean, it made for a nice um, reveal for Kelly at the beginning of the show. But outside of that, I feel like they got in the way. They were really good at at masking the band, which I don't particularly care for. I understand that that it's her name on the marquee, but as a a fan that like we are, we love the band. We, we love all the parts of the machine up there on the stage. And a lot of times that wall would park itself in front of the band so that Kelly would be out front. And I kind of didn't like that because I like being able to watch Jason do his thing and watch Aben do his thing and watch the, the background vocalist. I mean, I, I, I like all yeah. those parts and I just felt that that was a little unnecessary. I thought they could have done some other things with that. Uh, for me, it was it was meaning of life. Uh, you know, they they had the uh, what was early on affectionately known as the very phallic stage, uh, <laughs> but just the idea of bringing the bar stools in, and you had Kelly do the whole reveal at the uh, at the end of the catwalk was really cool. Um, I, I liked the overall intimacy of that show. And how she really sort of made it super special for the people who could afford it to be super special. Yeah. Uh, but it was still, I mean, it was a nice touch. Uh, I like, I mean, the minute and glass of wine thing is great because I always love when artists kind of stop the show and just showcase their personality and who they are. And those minutes in a glass of wines were all so different. I mean, and we've talked to people who got kind of called out during those things. In a good way. Um, in a good way, yeah. Saying that is, as somebody who did get called out during Minute and a Glass of Wine, um, it was just a, it was a fun production altogether. Uh, you know, the I thought the graphics that they put up on the the monitors behind were cool and fun. Uh, I don't really know. I mean, the next album is going to kind of dictate a little bit of of how this all looks, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her in the future uh, with all these kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another one because there was there was a uh, there was a Kelly show that I went to and I don't remember which tour it was, but it was when she she does she does a duet with Jason Aldean for Don't You Want to Stay and they tried to pull off the whole like hologram thing yeah and it, and it did not work I it, think was that it was one of the two stronger it was either I don't know if it which I don't know if it was the stronger tour with. Matt Nathanson or the Fray or was it the Honda? I don't think it was the Honda Civic tour. No, it wasn't was it? Honda Civic because I didn't go to that tour. Okay, then it was one of the other two. It was one of the two stronger legs. 
I can't remember yeah, which. It must have been the one with Matt Nathanson because, and I, I think I even have a my own copy of the YouTube video from the show that I went to. But um, yeah, there was one night when they were doing the Jason Aldean hologram and like it wasn't working half the oh, time. No. And so sometimes he would be on like the, on the stage, quote unquote, singing and then other times he wouldn't be there, but you'd hear his voice. And <laughs> the it ghost was just of Jason like, Aldean. Yeah, it, it was really awkward. And she was doing her best to sort of ignore the fact that it wasn't there or she just didn't know. It just that whole thing. I mean, I know what they were going for. And that's the tough part about not only doing a duet with somebody, but having a really successful duet is that you can't really do it on tour because uh, I've seen both of them do the song. Uh, on tour, I saw Kelly mm-hmm. do it. They tried to Me do too. the whole hologram thing. It didn't work. Jason Aldean on tour just had a video of Kelly singing up on the screen. And um, that was fine. It's still awkward because for half the song, you're watching a video and Jason just kind of walking and lumbering around stage. I mean, it's it's weird to do a duet in concert. I'm not a huge fan. Like she did. Uh, she did a show in L.A. where she did. Don't you want to stay? But she brought Blake Shelton out and they did it together. That works because he's there trying to do a duet when you're either trying to do a hologram or a video. Eh, it's not my favorite thing. It just, it's, I don't pay to come and watch the TV monitor. So yeah, I, I mean, wanna... I get why they did it because like it was a big hit at the time. You could not do it. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. It's, it's kind of yeah. weird. Um, I don't know if you had anything else, but I wanted to throw in one last thing if you didn't. Sure. Okay. Which I think we've discussed before in one of our episodes. I can't remember which one, but which of the tour openings was your favorite, both with the song and with the visuals? Um, I've got two answers here. Um, I really liked Piece by Piece and Dance With Me. I just thought that that was a killer first song for her to come out to. It was such a great – and it's a song I love off of Piece by Piece. So it really worked for me. Um, I also really liked – even though – I feel like I said that I liked this and now I'm kind of almost wanting to go back on it. This is the hard thing about being a fan is that your your mind changes all the time. Um, but yeah, meaning of life coming out with moment like this. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was a cool kind of uh, hair stands up on the back of your neck kind of moment when you see that. Um, but for the most part, you know, all of her tours have really kind of had kind of a neat moment when she comes out. I mean, I can, I can think of all I ever wanted when they did sort of this cool, uh, everyone kind of froze on stage. And then right when they kick into the, the chorus of the song, everyone starts moving and the lights go up and it's a big production. And, um, you know, the, the, my December tour with her sort of in the dress. Yeah. And, I love that. I mean, yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good ones, but I think, you know, it's, it's sort of a, a even tie between meaning of life and piece by piece for me. I think, yeah. Meaning of life is probably my favorite just because I never thought I would ever hear her do a moment like this live. And I finally uh-huh. did. And I just thought it was super full circle going from that into, um, meaning of life, the actual track. Um, unfortunately her back was to me the entire time. So I never actually saw the, her face during the few times I saw that tour. I also yeah. just want to give honorable mentions though, to the, my December tour. I just, I loved the, um, visual with recreating the, the album cover 
on the stairs mm-hmm. in the red dress. And I, I the addicted to her when she kind of had that cool like silhouette and she yeah. went to it. I think she started with addicted. Yeah. That, that, that one is cool. my least that I, I love the really? visual, but it was my least favorite because addicted is just not that like hard hitting upbeats. I mean, it's sort of a mid tempo song. So it was not my favorite to kick off a show. That's fair. I think I like the visual the most. Let's be honest. I thought yeah. that was cool. She I mean, was she like doing that cool what, pose. What are you going to say? I mean, she looked yeah. good. You know, <laughs> she looked good. I mean, um, yeah. You might no. also be uh, might be uh, surprised to know that on the breakaway tour, she opened the show with "Since You've Been Gone." That's so weird. It's just it sounds so out of place to even think of her doing that, but but in that tour she came out and did since you've been gone. I guess like actually, the intro could work the da na 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 Oh for sure. Yeah. yeah. But now I mean that song is synonymous with knowing that okay, this is the last song of the night. Do we want to watch this song for the fortieth time? Okay, you want to hit the car? <laughs> okay, cool. I mean that's that's sort of what you think when you hear those opening riffs to Since You've Been Gone. But yeah, in the the breakaway tour, she opens the show with it. Now, in some of the of the dates, she rose from the floor uh, from underneath the stage, and then there's others where the venue didn't really allow for it. She just had to walk out on stage, which was awkward and weird. Because um, I remember in Omaha. I saw her and she came out from below the stage. But then in Chicago, she did it at like a it was a temporary stage setup where it's not always there. She had to walk out because the stage just wasn't built for that sort of an intro. So uh, I saw it sort of both ways. But, yeah, it was it's weird to think that she did that song first um, it, when that song is a staple now of the uh, the encore. Yeah. Uh, it was also a little weird on the independent tour. She did low as her first song. Again, That's it's strange. Sort of a, it's a mid-tempo song. I'm not a big fan of mid-tempo uh, at the beginning of a show. You know, you want to really strike the right chord at the beginning of a show. So a song like that where it's sort of this like strumming guitar, eh, not my favorite. Uh, but again, I love the song, just not as a tour opener. I agree. Yeah, that would be kind of strange. It's not going to get me amped up. Pam, I want to uh, uh, before we bring Rob in, I want to do one more here, and that is you may not have even prepared for this. Can you think about which tour had the best merch? Ooh, interesting. Okay, again, I didn't go to any shows pre two thousand seven, so right. You're you're a little bit of a handicap. While you're yeah. thinking about that, because I I prepared for this, so you didn't. So I'll I'll let you noodle on that for a second. But I will actually say the Breakaway Tour. Breakaway or maybe it was even the Hazel Eyes, like the, the Breakaway album era had the best tour merch because they really went above and beyond and they made everything. I mean, they made posters, they made keychains, they made like all the little tchotchkes that you could want. And the the one downside I will say is because I'm not a huge fan of wearing band shirts with the photo of the artist on the shirt. I kind of like the stylized, you know, logo or just the, you know, type font of the name of the artist. You know, I bought the there's a piece by piece tour shirt that I bought that's just her name in multiple colors. I have the meaning of life, you know, long sleeve black shirt with the tour dates on the back and just her name on the front. I will say that early on, I think in the uh, I think it was the addicted tour. I did buy the shirt with her face on it, but it was I just I really, really liked the shirt. Um, and I think I even still have it somewhere. But 
for the most part. I thought the early breakaway shows had some of the best merchandise. Um, I sort of laugh a little because it's clear that Kelly and her camp are starting to prep for a new era because they either did not sell very much meaning of life merchandise or they made too much of it because that stuff is perpetually on sale yeah. and I'm constantly seeing Facebook ads for it, although not really fair considering, you know, it's obviously targeting me, but it seems like they're constantly trying to get rid of the meaning of life stuff. And they, and I think meaning of life, they made the least amount of things. Uh, yeah. I mean, in, independent tour, you, you can't really count that one because she really didn't have anything, but I think they, and meaning of life, I will say is my least favorite tour merchandise era just because there were so few items to choose from the whole like gold like uh metallic look on the shirts with like the weird drawing of her face i wasn't into mm-hmm. that no i don't i don't love the the typeface that they went for with meaning of life both the sort of the gothic circular thing and they did like a script thing on some of the shirts wasn't a huge fan of that i mean it's fine but not my particular taste. And there just really wasn't a lot of stuff to choose from. You know, they did a lot of, you know, wine glasses and kind of weird items like that, that I was just like, eh, I don't need more glasses. Even if it is Kelly, um, there weren't a lot of shirts to choose from the, and the ones that they did have were just sort of, eh, yeah. Um, um it's funny. It was a rut. Rough era for me. I think most most tours that she has done, like once the tour is over, they don't put the merch on her website. Meaning of Life was one of the, one of the few tours that they actually put a bunch of not all of it, but some of the tour stock online, which was yeah. interesting. So I definitely and think that's, they over. And that's nothing to say about how the tour did because the the tour was one of her most successful tours. I think they over ordered. I think they overordered and I think it was just not as appealing of merchandise. And so they didn't uh, they didn't anticipate having as much of it left. And they're still to this day, three years later, trying to get rid of that stuff. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, yeah, I unfortunately I was a sucker and bought when, you know, from, you know, 2007 through 2012. I have a lot of T-shirts with her face on them that I do not wear. They just sit mm-hmm. in a drawer. Um, but that's really all that there was back then. Um, yeah. So I do like my Mania Life shirt. I have like that black long sleeve one that has like the tour dates on the back, but like it's nothing special. I just, I like that it's long sleeve and it doesn't have her face. Mm-hmm. Um, I do actually have some breakaway era merch. Um, I have one or two things. One thing that really stands out is I, I've been, I remember I wanted it for years and I finally found it online in like 2012 or 2013 and I bought it and it's so small on me. Oh my God. But I bought it anyway. <laughs> it's like a black shirt. And it has in red, it has like the red, you know, like the old KC logo that has like the K and the C inside of each uh-huh. other. It yeah. has like that in red foil. Okay. A bunch of the logo. And it was just that. So it doesn't have her face. And it just has the KC logo everywhere. Um, I really like that shirt. It was sold during the breakaway era. It's really small on me. I'm pretty sure it's like a child size, but I bought it anyway. <laughs> um, and then there was one sweatshirt I really, really wanted. It was a red hoodie during the Addicted Tour. And it had flowers on it, and it had her name. It was really cool. But I, I vaguely didn't buy remember it. this. I didn't buy it, and like online, even like a couple years later, and I always look for it online to see if they have it in my size, and they don't. But I'm sure one day it'll pop up. 
The one thing that I really wish I still had, and, and I thought of this by looking over your shoulder is in this, uh, in this week's episode, you're back in your childhood bedroom. And so you've got, <laughs> you've got your, uh, my life would suck without you, uh, poster hanging on the wall. And it always reminds me that there was a poster that they sold on the independent tour. It was my favorite poster that they ever did of her. And I, I had a copy of it and then I just, I mistreated it. You know, I, I didn't do a really good job of, of taking care of the, of the poster itself. And so it ended up getting kind of all torn up and, and tossed away. But it said, you know, Kelly Clarkson independent on it. And it was this really, really cute picture. And I was just, just now I was thumbing through the tour book from the independent tour. And there's not a, there's not a copy of the picture in there. And I even, I'm checking eBay as I speak, and that poster is nowhere to be found on eBay. Like, I would love to own a copy of that poster again, just because it was one of my favorite. What was the photo? Did, what, what did what did what was she doing? What did she look like? Um, what was she wearing? It was, and that's why I was trying to get my my uh, memory jogged. I think I think she was wearing this Jethro Tull shirt. Okay. Um, I think, and she sort of had like I think she was like biting her the end of her thumb. And it was a real kind of close-up picture, a lot of hair in the picture. Um, I, again, I'll need to I'll need to look it up a little bit. Some of you who went to the independent tour uh, might remember what that was, but um, yeah, I I ended up having to toss that poster out, and I'm really sad that I did. By the way, I'm I'm I've been thumbing through my tour books a lot, and I'm thoroughly enjoying this uh, this photo from the uh, the independent tour. There's like this two page spread photo of her in like a red satin dress um like that, that is fire yeah i mean this is the i this in by the way and then we didn't prepare for this at all but of the tour books the independent tour might be my favorite tour book i don't have because that i love i love photography i love just uh the the graphic design of it all um and so i mean there's not i mean it's not breaking ground by any stretch with the design but um, there's just a lot of really fun, awesome photos of her in the independent tour book. If you, uh, if you didn't go and you can get your hands on it, it's a little hard to find, but, um, I, uh, I, I love every photo in that tour book. I've got actually two copies of it. One of them is I was actually able to frame it and put it in my house where people like normal people who come over could see it. That's amazing. I've been, I've been allowed to put it out in public. One last thing on, on tour books. I hope they do tour books forever because it is it is now my favorite collectible from shows if you if i'm at your show and you have a tour book available i will buy it i've bought i've gotten so many tour books just because again i love the photography and i love everything about you know just the I love reading the credits for, you know, the of the tour itself and reading all the names of the people who are, you know, making this show happen and you know, it's it's because of the tour books that I know that Ashley started doing Kelly's makeup during the breakaway tour and then ended with the piece by piece tour and little yeah. facts like that that you find out from the tour books. I mean, I hope they literally do them every time and I'm still uh, I'm still angry and want to throw something at people for them not doing one for piece by piece because um, it, it just that my collection feels incomplete because there wasn't one for that tour. And exactly. I Even being, though it technically is complete, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I felt angry. 
<laughs> and now, Pam, we want to talk about the fashions of the various tours that Kelly has had. Uh, there have been many different looks for Kelly Clarkson over the years, uh, everything from her early 20s as uh, she now approaches uh, her late 30s. And there is only one person that we could possibly imagine talking about the fashions of Kelly Clarkson. Yes, Pam and I have activated the Kelly fashion bat signal and thus appears our Miss Into Podcast, fashion correspondent, Rob. Hello, Rob. Rob. Hi, hi, hi. You know, when you do the bat signal, what actually shows up in the sky is the silhouette of the orange coat. Can you believe? <laughs> is it orange, though? Like, how do you it's know? It's bright orange, right bright orange light. Yeah. Oh, just just look great. for it somewhere over Midtown Manhattan. You'll mm-hmm. see it. You'll know. It's the best as place soon as the bedroom it. fills with that orange glow. Oh, <laughs> they need me. I'm on my way. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so Rob, we've brought you in because obviously uh, with every tour that goes by, uh, Kelly has these new looks that she, and you know, as the tours have gotten more intricate, there's been more outfit changes. Uh, she doesn't just come out, you know, in just one or two outfits anymore. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a whole production. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll hand it to you to talk a little bit about some, some of the uh, the looks that she has had on tour. Okay. So I don't know if I want to start with my all-time favorite, but I can if I've, if we agree. Actually, you know what? We can start with my all-time favorite because it's toward the beginning of um, her career. Let's do it. So all-time favorite, breakaway tour, the entire vibe of that entire concert, even without thinking about just her clothes. Oh, my God. Like the... Um, the beautiful tapestry things like the sort of boho look with the big lamps mm-hmm. um gorgeous and those like cool skirts also i love the chicken pants i know nobody <laughs> else does i think they're cool um i love them um but i just love that whole style it was like a little bit rock a little bit glam she looked good she looked comfortable until she broke her skirt <laughs> that night at hammerstein at the show i was at um so yeah i think that's my favorite let me look back I at my agree. powerpoint that was my notes where like the breakaway slash hazel eyes tours were definitely my favorite outfits because i love it was a lot of band tees or mm-hmm. just like cool mm-hmm. tank tops and like some of them were kind of like sort of crop toppy belly shirt with like the pants the low rise pants and i thought she looked great the hazel eyes tour is a unique animal in its own right because she would she would start the show with like a military style bolero jacket thing Mm -hmm. cool and then because it was hot out she would wear just the wildest things she would wear like that (laughs) that uh leotard thing or she would wear that thing with the ties in it like the tied into the middle Mm -hmm. i have a picture of it um (laughs) so the the like whenever kelly does an outdoor show and she's left to her own devices. She's like, I'm just going to wear whatever because it's going to get hot. But I do agree with you. The Hazel Eyes when she started the show in those cool jackets, I loved that. But as soon as the jacket was off, it was who knows what's underneath. Knows, <laughs> God knows what's underneath. She did not have a stylist back then, I'm assuming. No. Oh and as she gets further on um, from tour to tour, that becomes clear that <laughs> she did not always have a stylist for the tour. And then even some of her earliest styling was not great. I will say that one of my my all-time favorite looks from Kelly was on the Hazel Eyes tour. And this is purely because I'm a homer. 
but she did a show in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I mean, obviously, Kelly, Kelly is obviously a a Texas girl. So she's the diehard Cowboys fan. But she also is a smart woman and she knows when to pander to a crowd. And so at that show, she came out at one point and she was wearing this crop top, like Green Bay Packers um, sort of bedazzled shirt. And yes, the, the crowd went absolutely wild for this because I mean, it's green Bay, it's Wisconsin. And they, I mean, if there's anything they love more than their beer and cheese, it's the Packers. And so for her to come out, a Cowboys fan in this outfit just drove everybody completely up the wall and they were loving every minute of it. And I'm just sitting back going, she has never been more beautiful. <laughs> Cause I mean, yeah, she looked good. Yeah. She looked good. I'm a huge green yeah. Bay fan. And I mean, I, and what stinks is that that was the, early to mid two uh, 2000s or the zeros, whatever. And so the camera technology was not great from what you could bring into venues. I mean, everybody had the little point and shoots. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's pictures, unless you were in the first two rows, your pictures are trash. And that was basically what ended up happening to me. And I was so upset that I didn't get a, I mean, I got a decent picture of the outfit, but nothing really, really stellar. Uh, but it was, by and large, my favorite outfit I think she's ever worn. Very closely followed by a lot of the stuff from the breakaway Hazel Eyes era with the yeah. kind of vintage band tees, for sure. I think it would have looked a lot better if she also wore one of those um, cheese hats. Oh, if only. Well, what doesn't look better with a cheese hat? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been like the top of my list as like favorite outfits of all time. I think a cheese hat would have even improved the piece by piece tour outfits because. Oh, oh boy. Dang. We so don't have to go there yet. Yeah. No, I would say if we, we want to get dive right into that, go right ahead. Piece by because, piece outfits okay. need to burn. You said it, not me. <laughs> um, the, oh my gosh. Okay. So like the. Weird dresses. They're weird. They're all over the, like every color imaginable, which like piece by piece, that makes sense. But like, I was like, we were excited at first. Like, oh good. She's got like costumes. It's more of like a show, like, but oh my God. Like I told you yesterday, Pam, that those, some of those costumes looked like they, she like rummaged through the costumes of Little Mermaid on Broadway <laughs> and just like, <laughs> just like took whatever like, after the show closed. Oh, you don't need this anymore. Cool. I'm taking it on tour. It's mine now. <laughs> um, just like every single pattern, every single color, every single like polka dots here. And they were just like, like poofy. Poofy. They were like cut weird. I there were sequins. I will everywhere. say there was one outfit that she had that tour that I didn't I'm not gonna say I liked it. I didn't mind it. And okay. which one? I don't know what in the universe was happening but i did meet her that tour and she wore it and i was like bless you it was it was a sequence top like pink and blue sequins but she was wearing pants and i was like oh thank you so much for not wearing one of those crazy dresses it was radio city night too she wore that to radio city that's right yes because i was in the second Um, row and i remember that and i was like okay she's she looks comfortable she doesn't yeah, look she's wild. Wearing, she's she's wearing pants today. It was yeah. the safer option. But yeah, all right. those dresses are just like what? The one Why? I keep Truly. the one I keep thinking of is there was a a kind of multicolored dress, but like black and red stick out the most to me. Mm-hmm. And I just kept getting like a Queen of Hearts vibe out of that. Yeah. Um the one that's burned in my brain is the black, all black outfit with like blue polka dots that looked like 
a lobster outfit. It looked like it looked like it could have had claws like coming out of the sides. It didn't, but it could have. Like it was like cut weird. It like had like poofs and like tears and layers. Wild. Yeah, and wild. And we and we've mentioned this earlier that there there's no tour book for this particular tour, so we don't have a name of a stylist to to blame for for this particular tour. Maybe that Silas didn't want to be named. She's like, you know what? <laughs> they, they shut the whole Cut tour me out book. Of it. The whole tour book idea went down because the stylist wanted to remain anonymous. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> yeah. So I know you guys are also, I'm going back a little bit with outfit, an outfit that I didn't mind, but the general public despises was the addicted tour outfits. With we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Um, but the cutouts like there were there were several cutouts in my googling and preparing for this i have a loose powerpoint that's not really great but i have like things are collated okay. but there were um there were several cutout things that she did there was the one for the addicted tour which we all remember and then there was some for the um all i ever wanted tour which i forgot about Really? Now, would that would those have been worn on like the state fair? Because because all I ever wanted is is kind of broken up into two tours. There's right. the all I ever wanted sort of arena tour, and then there's the all I ever wanted state fair county fair tour. Right. So the cutout summer. tops, the cutout tops I'm talking about were for the uh, state the uh, stadium tour, the indoor tour. Okay. Because as we all know, the fair tour. Kelly, Jill, and Kate went shopping the day before tour started and got a bunch of three dollars t-shirts and called it a day. From, they you, really should have just re- renamed it the Forever Twenty One. Forever Twenty One. I was, was going to say yeah, it was, it was mm-hmm. from Forever Twenty One. Yes, because I the, the tie dye heart is is the mm-hmm. outfit that sticks out for me from that tour. That's right. Yep. But that, but I have a I have a picture with her in that shirt, and so it's that's not sort a of, bad shirt. That's it's really not. No, I was. And bad. I would take. I would take. A hundred Forever Twenty One T-shirts over the piece by piece tour outfits ever again. Yes, me too. Wow. Like, please too. go buy T-shirts. Don't wear this ever again. Yeah. I was always wondering if she knew just how loose the necks were on those on those T-shirts because she would bend over, and I'm like, okay, everyone now is aware that Kelly's wearing a black bra to this show <laughs> tonight because she would just. Luckily, she was wearing one. Yeah, I mean, you could, like there were point, and and I'm not saying this to be weird or, or creepy, but like there were points where she would like bend down, and you could see all the way down to her pants. I'm like, wow, this is a really <laughs> loose shirt that you're rocking. But hey, I mean, own it. You're a musician. You you look great, and go for it. But I was just like, wow, does she know how loose that shirt is? I'm telling you, when she's warm, that's it. All bets are off. She's just going to be comfortable. I will say, though, that they did a they've done a better job in later tours when she is either indoors or or specifically outdoors with giving her like the Beyonce fans so Mm -hmm. that she doesn't have to sweat so much. And I think that that definitely does dictate a little bit more of what the outfits are that she wears. Um, But, yeah, early on, she either had to dress in really light clothing or she had to go creative with the windows, so to speak, in various places. Yeah. That you know what we'll call them windows. We won't call them cutouts. That's it's free air conditioning. Yes. yes. <laughs> One tour I wanted to talk about because I feel like it's a very underrated wardrobe tour was the Frey tour, the 2012 Stronger Frey tour. Yes. I, I didn't go to those, like, but beautiful. You didn't go. But you look. I didn't. It was far. I didn't go. It was far. It was. There wasn't any in New York City proper. And at this um, point, if I can't walk to it, I'm not going. That's. <laughs> I get you. 
they, you know, this was the summer that she, it was her first summer with, with Brandon. So I feel like she was feeling hot girl summer a little bit. She um, was. And she, she, she owned it. This was the summer of duets. She looked great. Mm-hmm. She wore a lot of like bodycon dresses, which are like the really tight dresses that like normally she would never wear, but she was like, hell yeah, this again, hot girl summer, we're going to go yep. for it. And I support that. And she wore a lot of these cool like band bedazzled shirts, but it worked. Mm-hmm. It wasn't tacky. Um, funky dresses, but like cool funky, like black, it was a lot, a lot of black dresses, but that like, they were classy. Yeah, she looked really good. And that was the wardrobe that they used for the Greatest Hits photo shoot, right? Yes. I good believe. memory. Yes, you're mm-hmm. right. It was a lot of those same dresses. So if anyone's yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about, Greatest Hits um, album shoot, that's exactly what it was. I really liked it. I thought it worked really well. Yeah, she looked great. That whole tour. I didn't go and I feel bad because like that was one of the very, f- like the few tours that we got uh, people like us, which I never saw live until Radio City. Yes. Um, and people like us was the glow in the dark outfits. Yes, right? but I That's thought she right. brought that on. She brought that on the Honda Civic tour. I thought. Okay, the Maroon Five tour. Okay. That was the year after she brought right, out right. the uh, cool. It was like it was at the glow in the dark kind of dress. I really yeah. like that. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, it was good for a song, not for. I thank God she didn't do it for the whole yeah. thing. So yeah, for people, people like us, it was great. Another look that I have always appreciated, and maybe it's just because it was where she was at in her career, but I was thumbing through some pictures from when I saw her on the independent tour. And there was, it was just such a relaxed, no frills vibe for her. She came out in just a black tank top, black tank top Mm -hmm. jeans, kind of a bedazzled belt. This was back when she was still playing the guitar on tour And there was just something so casual, refreshing, and just uh, every everyday person about it that I really, really loved. And it just kind of reminded me of like, you know, it's fun to see those pictures next to, you know, meaning of life to her pictures and just see the progression of where she's come as an artist and in her presentation, because, you know, independent tour. There was no frills whatsoever. I mean, it was just a stage mm-hmm. and a band and Kelly and Clay coming. I mean, like the biggest piece of production from that entire tour was essentially when Clay would walk from the back of the arena because he would open his set with Kyrie. It was a cover by Mr. Mister. And he would walk from the back of the arena up to the front of the stage. And of course, all the claymates and just in general, women were losing their minds because mm-hmm. they're <laughs> walks by Clay Aiken and they just completely forgot themselves. And and, but that was like the biggest thing. And then she would come out later and they would do a duet and she'd come out this really beautiful black dress uh, looking, you know, 10 years older from a like uh, uh, not a in a, not in a bad way, but just she just looked more more debonair and mature uh, when she came out in this dress. So I, I still really liked that vibe from that tour. Again, this this is in her early 20s. And so, of course, she's going to be looking like someone in their early 20s. She wasn't trying to, like, glam it up right away. Uh, I also want to give another shout out to a an outfit that sort of became a little iconic early, early on in her career. It's I think it's been long since forgotten by most people. 
And that was what I call the name tag shirts. Do you know yes. what those are? Oh, yeah. The, I mean, those. I think it was even the independent tour when everybody sort of caught on to those shirts. And so fans were getting shirts made that had like their name on it. And then underneath it said yeah. fan. <laughs> so cute. But of course, they, they only ever wore those, I believe, on the sort of the, the it was two different two different tour names kelly clarkson in concert slash the mini tour or they also mm -hmm. uh, the band i think actually refers to it as the state fair tour uh but i mean it was kelly's first tour after idol in between that and uh, the uh, independent tour and the whole band comes out and they've got their first names on their shirts and then underneath it's what they do in the band it was just the most generic thing looking but it was so funny it's and so, so cute like, yeah, there was something very endearing about it. I mean, I mean, even Kelly coming out and just says Kelly singer. I just, I, I loved it. I always think like of Jason Halbert, like whenever I, I think of him as Jason Keys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like Jason Keys. And I love I just, when I like the band wears them over again. Like when you see them like 10 years later, still wearing that t-shirt. Yeah. That's so nice. I feel like like once in a while they'll wear it. Yeah. He has you know? busted it out before. Like since. Yeah. Then. It's nice to that. know that they still have them and that they're, special to them like they're kind of special to us i think that's really sweet i would love to see you know if if you know down the way down the road someday when kelly's doing sort of a career introspective tour that she comes out and does sort of her uh thankful and even maybe so far as like breakaway era material and one of the outfits is just her and the band in those shirts i just i i have to have like a full circle moment with those shirts at some point yeah, I agree with you. I think that would be really, really cool. So, Rob, let's talk about favorites when it comes to touring. Okay. Favorites, overall, meaning of life tour. Mm -hmm. You know, very mature, very grown up, uh, comfortable, but also like elevated. You know, I didn't love the beginning one with like the one red sleeve. I know, Pam, you did. I like More that, I but did. I mean, I'm not yeah. like, I'm not, no, I'm not going to fight you about it. It was all right. No. But <laughs> I also loved like everything else from that tour. I love the, um, I like the red one. wine outfits. The red, the red one, one is cool. I didn't, I didn't oh, that one. that's my favorite one. The red cape sleeves. The one yeah, where she looks like, like she's a, a villain. I love that. You know, she looks like she's going to like loved, smite me. I, I love the one where she, when she does um, never enough and it's quiet up to uptown, she has like that like yep. pimp stick. Mm -hmm. It seems like, <laughs> which I think was actually yeah. there for safety for her, so I that she didn't fall right. off that platform. <laughs> I think it was just for like balance, but it looked like she was like she needed like like one of those like pimp glasses. Yeah. She's got her scepter. She, I mean, now she's yeah. really she's going full villain now. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, yeah, meaning of life tour to me is like what a great um, like demonstration of how mature she is, how how far she's come. Like this is the new era like this is the end of the chapter one the beginning of chapter two and we're different the shows are different now and she always looked amazing you know every night pam do you have a favorite um i'm probably gonna say the breakaway hazel eyes era give or take <laughs> like those tours i just i was just thinking like you know if you think of you know the uh, mini tour in 2003 she did like standard t-shirts and like 
uh, flare jeans. Then mm-hmm. the independent tour, she got a little bit more cropped with the t-shirts. And they were a little more fitted. Like, and then as you got into the breakaway and Hazel Eyes tour, it was just like always like a little bit of a progression, just a little bit more stylish. So once we got there, it was, I'm a sucker for a Banty. I will always be in Kelly's life, in anyone's life, in my own life. I love band t-shirts. So that with like a cool bottom, whether or not that was one of the flowy skirts or like a cool pair of pants, I'm always about that. So I'm going to go with that. And I will just always say that. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go there. So I think meeting a life is a close is close behind that. I think that, I think that's very close because it really, it is cool when you think about, you know, 2002, 2003 fashion versus 2019 fashion. She has grown Mm -hmm. exponentially. So go that you know she's grown in the right direction when it comes to yeah fashion. and proof that you can do costumes without looking wild like piece by piece yes yeah. jeremy what about you um i i think i mean my heart says that i want to say the the breakaway era outfits as well uh i would also like to give a small shout out to the my december era outfits um there were were some on that tour that just maybe it's just because i'm i'm thinking of it in a different way but I just thought that some of them photographed really well. They just looked cool on I can't her. Remember anything she wore aside from just like a black like the shirt, pajama black shirts. Pants. Yeah. What else did she wear? That's not to mean to be mean. I can't remember. No, and that's she wore it. like those purple, like uh, lacy, silky pajama-looking shirts with the black pants. Uh-huh. Right. She had it in purple and in blue. Yep. Right. Oh yeah. I don't really remember that. But in New York, she only wore the black. Yes, t-shirts. it was like it. It almost looked a little like um, like satiny. Like yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. that was terrible when she actually sweat because those do not breathe well. Yeah. Now again, this is not cool. gonna, this is not going to make any it's sense it. for yes. for, for yes. people yeah. who are listening to the podcast. I'm showing it's photos to Rob and to Pam. Back to me <laughs> 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 I completely forgot about that, and it just I got it now. But yeah, she yeah she would wear these uh, yeah they were like silky shirts and then she would throw a, like a black vest over top of it. That um, was so mid two thousands, like mm-hmm. just screams mid two thousands. Not in a bad way. It's just it was a sign yeah. of times. And of course, yeah. this is this is my December era, so she's got kind of the the shorter hair that's kind of shoulder length, Blonde. and it just it just all kind of worked. Uh, it it I, I enjoyed the whole aesthetic of it all, and uh, I, I just thought that those were nice. But yes, I, I mean Pam and I are very similar in that I think you can't go wrong with a good just band t-shirt and the way that she could sort of dress those up and, you know, even just like bedazzling them and doing whatever. Uh, I thought that those were always really great. Um, so, yeah, I and plus, again, going to using Rob's words, the the whole bohemian of it all of that particular tour. And, you know, she would be flowing and spinning around a lot and those dresses would get wide. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it was awesome. It was just a really, uh, it was a really cool look. And so I, whenever I think of her on tour, my mind always goes back to those early tours when she had those kind of long flowing dresses and it was just like, okay, yeah, I can, I can get into this whole aesthetic of it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys as far as the piece by piece tour, it, I don't know again who was styling her and it's, and I know she has her own say when it comes to, you know, what she's wearing, but yeah, there was, I don't know. It, it was. You're at a loss for words. Yeah. I know just, and, and I don't 
I don't know fashion terminology very well, but you know, there was that sort of, are they still considered dresses if they go just above the knee? Is that still a dress? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what, if it's yeah. when it qualifies as a skirt. I guess. I, I have no idea. A skirt is a separate piece. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there was this, I mean, I remember there was that red top that was sort of see-through. Uh, it was all different. I mean, it was red, it was teal, it was purple. And then, uh, then she wore sort of a black sequin dress on the bottom. Uh, that that one was always just like I'm I would not have even picked that out as something I thought she would ever wear. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sh- there's probably not a ton of people who could actually pull it off. But in a way, she did. I think that the uh, the the there was a purple dress that she also wore because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I had my photo with her in that dress. And oh I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's a look. Um, it is. It's something she wore. That's right. That's yeah, all you it, say about I mean, it. It, is, it is definitely something that she wore yeah, uh, yeah. on tour, had those sort of that strange, uh, you know, had the exposed shoulder, but then there was black parts that covered sort of her forearm. And I wonder if she wore that to get vaccinated. Because <laughs> she could. Funny. She totally she could have. She totally could have. I'm trying to find that purple dress. I definitely have a picture of it. Like it's. Right around here. Where are you? I mean, is it the oh. one that I was sort of just holding up for you guys? Yeah. This one here. Oh no, that's not even what I was talking about. Oh, okay. I have a worse one. I have a worse one. Mm-hmm. I I always feel bad when we like are well, on. You I do have. Hair. I have one it's nice just, thing to it's say. Just purple. That oh, yeah. that's the one from um. When she's in tightrope. This was her. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. That's fine. I think part of the and maybe I'm so influenced by other outside factors, but. The, my biggest problem with the piece by piece tour is when she, that was the era that she decided to go with sort of the half shaved side of her oh hair. Boy. And oh I never understood, you know, I never understood that look. Cause I just like, that doesn't look like her. Like that is not a look that I would have picked out for. It was very trendy at the time. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I commend her for doing something kind of cool and bold, but yeah, it was, it, was it took forever to looks. grow back. It took forever to grow back. That's mm-hmm. the problem with it. Like it looks yeah. cool, but then it just doesn't grow stuck? in. Yeah. Right. I, I, man, even, even still after all this time, I still feel weird being so critical <laughs> over stuff like this. We love you. Kenny. I know. I know. It's like, you. it's so hard to be critical about someone that you, you like so much, but I mean, there's been just so many different choices made over the years that. I'd it, like to think that she, she would appreciate that. We're not yes people. Yeah. And if there's any doubt that we love her, all of these outfits are from memory. We know all of them by heart. <laughs> Obviously, we're not normal people. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, piece by piece was definitely the lowest for me. And then, um, I mean, there was nothing else that was like terrible. I mean, the Idol tour was just very 2002 and very yeah, dated. Okay. So that's just right. that. But then, um, you know, Again, the Summer Fair Tour 2009 with the Forever 21 t-shirts, as well as the Stronger, the first leg of that tour, when every other night she wore that owl t-shirt. Yeah. I honestly remember nothing from the the Stronger Tour. There wasn't much fashion-wise that was, yeah. But do you have anything else to add as far as worse fashion? No, not worst. I think we covered the worst. We covered the the t-shirts. We covered piece by piece. I have one honorable mention of something that I discovered in Googling preparing for this episode that I don't remember happening. 
So for um, the All Ever Wanted tour, at some point, she went to Malaysia. Yes. I don't remember that. She went to Malaysia and she wore, I think, this dress that had like metallic panels going down the front. Um, and she wore leggings underneath it. And I think as far as the All Ever Wanted tour goes, that is the winner. That looked really, really good. And the only problem was sometimes it looked wrinkled, but it was nice. It's awesome. I would also, um, while Rob's giving out honorable mentions, I would also like to give an honorable mention to the Addicted Tour. Uh, and I know that normally when people mention the Addicted Tour, the uh, window outfits seem to come mm -hmm. up quite a bit. Uh, but I would also like to give a shout out to the early outfits that she wore. Um, and maybe this was just my show. But she and I'm trying to find a, a, a solid picture to show everybody. But she was also very big for a short time in gloves, like the, oh, the fingerless right. gloves. That is so Avril Lavigne. I love it. Yeah, huh? it's sort of the Avril Madonna look. I mean, she's got like the checkered belt and she went with a light, comfy T-shirt. That is so like hot topic mid 2000s. Truly. I love mm -hmm. it. I love it. In very, the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Big clunky rings on her finger. Yeah. Plus, again, short hairdo. My last honorable mention is going to be the All Ever Wanted tour when she had the red hair. Um, when she yes. wore it like the really high ponytail and wore the blazer for Seven Nation Army. Oh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that's and another. I mean, I was a huge fan of the red hair just because of too. the fact that, I mean, again, I have a photo with the red hair. And I just remember thinking, that actually like she pulls that off. Um, you know, I mean, it, it looks really good in stage lighting, of course, yeah. when you know, you've mm -hmm. got, but there, that, that was just a, that was just a good look all around. That was also the introduction of the light up microphone stand. I remember. Yes. She's a chameleon. So she can literally pull off any color hair and it's so rare. That's mm -hmm. It's true. That. She's done everything. Black, Brown, blonde, red. She's done everything. Literally, she's done highlights. She's done mm -hmm. very choppy things. She's done literally anything you can think of, except for like a, you know, pink or any of those crazy Shaved colors. off the side, everything. She shaved it yes. off, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she can pull off anything. So I, I commend her because most people that would, you know, that would not fly. Wouldn't work, right. No. Agreed. Well, Rob, any other uh, final thoughts on looks from the various tours? No, I'm looking through my PowerPoint that I prepared and everything <laughs> looks to have been mentioned. Yeah, I'm happy with what we did. We're going to have to somehow figure out a way to get your PowerPoint up for everybody to see. It's not great. It's not like as organized as the first one, but it exists and I'm happy to share. <laughs> Fantastic. You're able to do like a like a, a link. We can tweet it out or something. Yes. Yeah, I started well, to do it in order in which I liked them. And then um, by like the fifth tour, it just kind of, kind of got jumbled. But. That's okay. As did this conversation, but yes. I hope people, people are going to enjoy it anyway. Exactly. He is our fashion correspondent for all things Kelly Clarkson. He is Rob. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Rob. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. I was just going again, like I've been saying throughout this podcast today, I've been going through the tour books and just went back and was looking at some of the looks from the uh, the All I Ever Wanted era that, that she included in her tour book. And of course, one of the uh, the ones that we've talked about in the past was the thumbprint heart shirt. Was that the for, that was another Forever 21? Oh, uh, yes, it was. Supposed uh, look. Is that the one? Is that the shirt that you bought? My friend, uh, my girl I used to be friends with has it. Yep. Okay. 
Was it? And like, I don't mind it. I just thought it was hilarious that like this multimillionaire is doing her tour wardrobe at Forever Twenty One. Yeah. Was it? Did I make that up? That you have a shirt that she also had? I have multiple shirts that she has because I'm crazy. Um, (laughs) I have the ACDC for those who are about to rock. The one that she did in the Seventeen magazine in in 2005. Uh It's that black shirt with like the bluish green writing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have that one, which I got at Mandy's, which I don't think they're in business anymore. And then she had a shirt. This is super random, but she was at like an Australian airport in 2008 and she was wearing this white tank top that said kicked out of the love club. <laughs> and I found it at Urban Outfitters. And by found it, I went, I called an Urban Outfitters to ask if they had it and they did. So I drove and bought it because <laughs> I'm crazy. I was also like 15. So like. We'll give myself that, but I would probably still buy it now if I knew that she owned it and it was cheap. Yeah, I the more so. you know. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Rob just texted me. He said, "My parents sat upstairs <laughs> holding their breath not to make a noise because they <laughs> thought I was actually zooming with Kelly." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob. Oh, we're so not as important. He said, please tell Jeremy. <laughs> oh, I am. That is that is oh, hilarious. That's great. Sorry, Rob's parents were not as cool. All right. So I want to do one last category here when we talk about touring, Pam. And this one uh, should be, I mean, I would like to. You said that last easy. time. One last I one. Know, we said that like five I times. I don't want to leave. <laughs> um, favorite overall tour. Ooh. I mean, we did set lists. We've done fashions. We've done merch. We've done set design. Favorite overall tour that Kelly has done. You don't have to pick individual show. Just go yeah. by the whole tour itself. Can you go first? Because <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. Okay. I can do that. Um, I think I'm going to pick Meaning of Life. Uh, I, again, it sounds so cliche to pick the most recent tour, but... I just think as an overall package, it is the best job that Team Kelly has pulled off between the set list being solid, between the fan experience with the bar stools, the VIP packages, et cetera, et cetera. And then you've got the uh, Facebook Live aspect, which brought people who couldn't be at the show in and let them be a part of a small part of the show. And then just in general, Everything about the show, I just thought she looked great, great set list, great set design. Everything for me really worked for the Meaning of Life tour. And I hope that after the next tour, I say the Album 9 tour was my favorite tour because I hope that they continue to do these kinds of things where they keep innovating and they keep servicing fans more and more and more. Uh, the one thing I hope that doesn't come along with it, and I know I'm shooting my shot here, is I hope that the ticket prices don't continue to go up and up yeah. and up. Um, you know, we we don't know what it looks like to have an Emmy Award winning talk show host concert ticket. Uh, you know, we know a, a multi Grammy award winning singer concert ticket and we know how much it costs to be VIP at those shows. But now you've got, uh, for all intents and purposes, a household name who could potentially go back out on tour 
what does that look like from ticket prices? Do they keep it reasonable or is it going to be more of a financial venture to go and see Kelly Clarkson in concert? That's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. I still want, I, I'm fine with them offering $500 VIP bar stools. I'm fine with that. That's not for everybody. And I don't even think people should be pissed off if those are available because I understand people, everybody, like, there's only so many seats in the front row. Okay. And that's the way that concerts have always been. There's only so many seats. You can still go to a show and have a good time. I know that the the strong Kelly faction of people are going to say, if I'm not in the first X number of rows, it doesn't. It's not even worth it for me. I know that there's people like that, and that's fine. That's how your concert experience goes. I'm actually very much that kind of person. The further back I am from the stage, the more removed I am from the experience, and so I want to be closer. That's not to say that I'm willing to shell out. Five, six, seven hundred dollars for a bar stool seat. I might just to treat myself for one time, but I'm not going to make it a habit by any stretch. But I hope that they continue to make her shows accessible to everybody. You know, I've, I've heard stories about artists that are going to go on tour soon, uh, big pop stars that are going to go out on tour and their tickets are like, you know, their, their top tier ticket is two hundred dollars. You know, and that's that's a lot of money, even for top tier willing people. And these are pop singers who are primarily looking at uh, an age range between 16 and 28. And a lot of those people don't have two hundred dollars to spare, especially coming out of a weird economy and a pandemic. That's a that's a tough ask for people to buy a concert ticket at that price. So I hope that Kelly keeps her tickets at an accessible amount where you service the people who just want to be in the building, but also you over serve the people that have the money and want to pay for the extra experience. That's yeah, my long winded answer to that question. Yeah, I think that's great. I have I'm 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 tied between two. I read because I have pros and cons with both. I think I'm tied between the piece by piece tour and the meeting of life tour. Um, fashion wise, we're giving it to meeting a life. Um, I think overall experience for fans, we're giving it to meeting a life because we had as the multiple different kinds of packages. We had the, the, you can do like the pre-show kind of stuff where you had the VIP and that's the other thing too. bring the pre-show performances back, bring that back. That would be really, I know cool. that's a lot to, I know that's a lot to ask of her, but man, that, I mean, that was the one thing I missed out on that. I wish I could have seen was the pre-show. Me too. Um, but for example, and I mean, the things that piece by piece wins were the, the ticket prices. I got front row at radio city for 200 bucks, mm-hmm. meaning of life tour. No, that would not happen. Like yeah. it was so, so expensive. Um, piece by piece tour, I got one of my fan requests sung to me. So that's just like a selfish thing that I'm, I'm excited about. Um, set list wise, you know, I liked meeting a life because she did a new song every night and she did the minute and a glass of wine, which was so different. And anyone in the world could watch it at any time. Um, and I liked how she did the medley, even though some of the songs I was like, meh about, Mm -hmm. um, but I think piece by piece I liked because she had more album tracks that she sang. And I, as I mentioned, I like some, I like the, the hits, but I like the deep cuts because I'm the super fan. I like the, so I'm a little toss up in between both. Um, kind of would like kind of a mixture of both for the future. I don't know how that would be possible, but, um, yeah. you know, but 
She also sings some really cool stuff on Meaning in Life, like Never Enough, um, It's Quiet Uptown. I was fortunate enough to go to the very last show of that tour and I saw Broken and Beautiful, um, mm-hmm. which was cool. And which had, it, only, it had it only been out for like three days. So I didn't really know the words, but it was still really fun to see that. So I'm going to go with a tie between the two of those. But I think it's interesting for us to both point out that both of our choices are the end of her career. Yeah. Which, yeah, maybe that says something. I've never not had fun at a Kelly Clarkson concert. So it's it's difficult for me to say for sure. Okay, yeah, this tour is superior to this tour because it's just the natural progression of her shows. You know, you're going to have more material to choose from. She's more comfortable with doing the covers. And there's just everything gets better as you get further down your career. And and be quite honest, her voice has gotten better. Her voice has only improved as she's gotten older, which as a singer who is now a year away from turning 40, that is not always the case. Uh, there are definitely some very well-known singers out there whose vocal abilities have decreased and declined sure. over the years. And there are not as much fun to see in concert anymore. Or if you, you know, like, the first one I can think of is Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey, let's be honest, she is not the same singer she was when she was in her 20s, nor should I expect her to be. And I have yet to see her in concert. I missed a chance to see her a couple of years ago, but I still want to see her in concert regardless of what her vocal ability is, because I still want to say that I got to see her perform live. Now, would I have much rather seen 20s? era uh, Mariah Carey. Absolutely. I would have loved to see her in her absolute heyday when everything she touched turned to gold. But now, you know, I've, I've missed that chance and now I just got to take what I can get with Kelly. Uh, I think that tours are going to become more far separated. I mean, we're already going on four years separated from the uh, the meaning of life tour. Well, no, if we're about can... two two. We're about four years from when the album almost came out. But no, the meaning of life You're tour right. was 20, 2019. You're right, man. It feels like it's been forever. Ago. It does. Just You're this, right because yeah, she pandemic. did. She toured. She toured. I know it's completely screwed up my whole clock. Uh, but either way, I mean, we're we're very far removed from a Kelly tour longer than we are used to, and so it's um. It, I think we may need to start preparing ourselves to be even more further removed from these uh, going forward. But either way, um, there's no such thing as a bad Kelly Clarkson concert. So we are looking forward to the next time we get to see her in person. And we want to see your concert memories. Uh, please send us some of your favorite concert photos uh, from any of the tours that you saw. You can uh, send those to us on our various socials at Miss Into Podcast. You can also feel free to email them to us and send us some of your favorite concert stories. Uh, Miss Into Podcast at gmail.com. Everything, all things tour. We want to see them. Your favorite tours, your favorite tour looks, your favorite tour set lists, everything. We want to know all your opinions because we love hearing about them. And uh, again, we can't thank you all again enough for uh, 10,000 downloads, uh, for all your social following, for all your interaction in the community. And uh, I not to steal your thunder, Pam, but again, I want to remind people to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts especially, but also on Spotify or iHeartRadio or wherever you're listening to Miss Into Podcast because we would certainly appreciate it. That's about it. All right, guys. Until next week, we'll talk to you later. Bye. See ya. You've been listening to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. 
Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 